Hey there, it's Joan Green, and you are listening to Navigating Two Worlds, where we are blessed to spend time learning about the complexities of interracial families. This show is designed to support an incredible community of women in relationships to black men who love deeply and are driven to make a positive impact within their homes and beyond, as well as to open a dialogue for others who may want a greater understanding of privilege and racial bias, especially in regards to how it affects the family dynamic. We do all of this through conversation, education, and love. So let's get started. Hi there. I am so excited that you have decided to join me in listening to another episode of Navigating Two Worlds. To say that I have continued to learn a lot is an understatement. Each time I speak to a guest, to a woman who is in our group at Together We Love, another podcaster, a professor, or an activist, I always add so many pieces to my collection of important things to know, and I hope that I can share those with you. I wanted to take this short episode to share a few of the takeaways that I call my lessons learned and to ask you to let me know what you're learning, what you want to know more about, and how I can bring those things to light for you and for your family. I would also say that you don't have to be in an interracial relationship to listen and create your own list of takeaways. This is great information for all of us to just be better humans. Be sure that you subscribe and leave feedback for me after you listen to the episode. And of course, I'll let you know all the links and all the things when we get there. But I'm excited that you are here with me. So let's get started. My first question for you is, how are you doing with your own self-education this year? So knowing that it's our responsibility as white women and white people in general, right, to do the good work, to understand our privilege and how that may show up as unconscious bias, microaggressions or conversational mistakes, or in so many other ways, how are you really doing? As many of you know, when I began this journey almost a year ago, I went from zero to 60 in about three seconds to learn everything I could. I think we kind of all do that um, when our eyes are open to something we didn't know or something we should have known, right? just makes a lot of sense. I knew I was passionate about it. I knew it was something I didn't know and didn't understand. I knew it was very um, close to home, you know, with my family. And I jumped right in with both feet and um, went right to work trying to learn everything. And at the same time, social media and the mainstream media were absolutely buzzing with information and tips and resources and all the things, which made it really easy for me to have everything that I thought I needed at my fingertips. And so I definitely think that there were and there still are some must-read books for sure. There's articles that everybody should read. There are some amazing documentaries that I think we all must watch. But even with all of these resources available to us, I have recently found it very difficult to really land on how to sustain my self-education month over month. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Um, It's kind of that place of you know, running with your hair on fire, doing everything you can. But because our, our interracial relationships aren't, you know, the front page of the news right now, there's a lot of other things in the world going on, none to be, you know, any less important than the other. But I think it's really up to us to be mindful, to make sure that we're still self-educating because there's so much to learn. So either way, There's quite a few resources that I wanted to just take a minute to remind you to seek out just in case that you are finding yourself in a bit of a slowdown too, like I have. 
So let me go through a few options for you. I'm going to start with books because for me, books are a great way to hold something tangible in your hand. Um, it gives you the opportunity to take notes and highlight important points, and then you can physically go back and reread whatever you feel is necessary at a later time. But here's what I have found as a white woman reading books about privilege, black history, or critical race theory. Sometimes reading all the way through these types of books is very difficult. It's hard. Um, it has definitely caused me to be uncomfortable about myself, uncomfortable about what I don't know but should have known, and most especially about what I should know and now I know it and what should I do about it, right? I'll be honest, I've had to put a book down before multiple times and just walk away and then come back and pick it up again later to continue reading. I do this over and over as a strategy for reading um, what might be to some people the hard stuff. This happens for a couple reasons. First, when I knew I was having a really hard time relating to the story, maybe to the people in the story or just to the content overall in relationship to our black friends and black culture, or when I just got so angry over the injustices that were being described, knowing that people had been so hurt and are still so hurt and hurting that my whiteness had so much to do with that. It's kind of funny because Brene Brown says that she often rates a book by their bent corners, which comes from how many times she throws them across the room, often for some of the same reasons that I put mine down and step away. Um, I would say that rather than throw the book, I'll put it down, I'll go grab a cookie, <laughs> and that will help me refocus and come back and process the information that is so important for me to, to understand. A few kind of examples of these types of books that I have read would be Between the World and Me by Tanishi Coates, and of course, White Fragility, which you guys are probably very familiar with by Robin D'Angelo. This book is Anti-Racist by Tiffany Jewell. And then in a slightly different and unexpected way, the book Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison really caused me to pause and think very deeply about the information that she was um, sharing and asking us to kind of look internal for. That was a good one too. Um, I also gravitate to books and articles that are written with the voice of the author being more conversational, where I feel like they're directly talking to me. I tend to connect with the person of the author better that way, and I can visualize them in the various situations that they're describing, and I can make a better attempt to put myself there too. I've listened to some writings on Audible, so audiobooks are fantastic, so that I could truly get that one-on-one -on -one feeling of impact. Um, a couple examples of that are I'm Still Standing by Austin Channing Brown and So You Want to Talk Ab About Race by Eljima Olu. When it comes to TV shows or documentaries, I would say I definitely tune in and approach the show first from the perspective of entertainment. Usually I'm sitting down with my husband and we're watching it together. The crazy thing is that I've ultimately found myself actually taking notes throughout some of the shows. I know, right? It's crazy. Um, some examples of those are Soul of a Nation and Soledad O'Brien's Matter of Fact. And then there's multiple documentaries or news pieces about, about Black history as well. Then I often lean into podcasts and YouTube videos. For the most part, I do that because I can listen and learn while still getting other things done. If you know me, you know that I have a hard time sitting still for any length of time. And I love to multitask too, so this works perfectly for me. 
There's nothing like cleaning the kitchen or dusting the family room while listening to a TED Talk with Sonia Renee Taylor or Dr. Amanda Kemp, right? <laughs> um, I often find inspiration by other podcasters. One that I love is by listening to Emmanuel Aiko on YouTube as he interviews couples, families, and individuals about white privilege, racism, and interracial relationships. And then when I want to revisit how important it is to be a better person, to keep my faith as my foundation for daily life, and also to live kind of through the lens of love, I will walk the dog and listen to Bob Goff or Dr. Kristen Donnelly. Both are usually great for a few laughs along the way, but they're very, very sure to get a clear message across. And they usually offer actions that I can take or quick changes to my thinking that I can make that will impact others in a positive way. So I love those as well. And of course, just doing this podcast has been an incredible blessing to me because I've been able to meet some of the most amazing women with backgrounds and experience that are as varied as you can imagine. Of course, I would love to have you take a listen to a few of our other episodes if you haven't. So check them all out. Okay, here's my next set of questions for you. How are you keeping yourself focused? How are you ensuring that you are staying open to personal growth? And how has that changed you for the past year? I'll tell you my how, and here's my lesson learned. In addition to working through all of the critical work on my own and with the help of my family, I found that for me anyways, sharing what I'm listening to or reading or watching with a group of like-minded women, and most importantly, have them share the same with me has made all the difference in the world. You really never know who can offer you that one piece that sparks a true light within your heart. It helps you great, gain incredible understanding, and it can lead you to take actions that you never thought possible or never thought that they were even necessary. When you connect with people who are trying to learn like you or who are already farther along the path of learning than you, you just multiply your resources significantly. And just so you know, you are absolutely a part of that community who I depend on and I value so very much. I totally appreciate everyone who is sharing their stories with me, everyone who is patiently working with me on my own self-education, and again, for my family who's incredibly supportive of this journey that I'm on, but more importantly, that we are all on together. So I hope that has given you a few reminders of just, uh, gosh, the tip of the iceberg of all the resources that are out there, and also to remember just to put this as a part of your, your daily life, your weekly life, your monthly life, because it is only through creating positive impact in our own hearts and then starting with our families, and then we can expand out into our communities, and that's how we're going to uh, make this world a better place, of course. Thank you again for listening into this episode of Navigating Two Worlds podcast. If you're interested in learning more, um, of course, like I said earlier, listen to a few of the other episodes and subscribe and let me know what you think of them. I'd love your comments. Of course, you also are welcome to share your story with me or join in our movement to begin racial healing starting in our own homes. Check out my website at togetherwelovewithjoangreen.com and my Instagram at togetherwelove.jmg. I've also published a few articles on LinkedIn that are my titled Lessons Learned, if you want to take a quick peek at them and catch up on some of the other lessons that I've learned over the past year. I am so grateful to have you here with me, and I am excited to talk to you again soon. Take care, guys.